Welcome to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by th- four nose piercing nerds for all of you nose piercing nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, am still Victor. <laughs> and today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusader, episode 33, Sets Alessi, part two. This is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Watch Along podcast where we watch every single episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> we are committed. Even this one. <laughs> including LSE Part 2. And make just. We're, we're going to do our best to spin this into gold. Spin <laughs> baby dicks into gold, I guess. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Next time. That's, that's episode title, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, no, it isn't. We're not putting that on like the facing parts of Spotify and iTunes. It's going to get us removed from the platforms and arrested. Yeah, no baby dicks allowed. I had a lot of things that I could have done. There are things that genuinely upset me in this episode, so I didn't choose those. There were a lot of disgusting things in this episode I didn't choose, so instead I went with one of the moments that brought me the most joy, when Alessi gets his nose piercing. Sure. Yeah, he went down to the tattoo shop and he had a professional do it. It was great. Yep. We got got a whole extended scene where he gets inked up, too. So, when we finally get to the end of JoJo and have nothing else to put out, we're going to start at the beginning again probably i don't know just give a sure just give a the, we're skipping this one <laughs> <laughs> we've done it once we're done i have been i've been watching these episodes separately from acacia because i not living with her right now work arrangement etc etc and on the weekends when i go home i i watch them with her <laughs> And I was like, yeah, Casey, we're going to have four episodes to watch this weekend because we didn't watch Mariah. And then after I watched them, I was like, I lied to you. I am we'll never watching too. these episodes again. I am not subjecting to you this, you to this. You would divorce me, and I am never watching these episodes again. It would be on the divorce papers, and the judge would be like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> What's baby. this baby dick you have written down in your divorce? <laughs> Oh man! I'm just imagining a typewriter. All baby dick, no play makes Victor. Okay, so we get an extended previously on, which is okay. We've got the most stand user as stand user in the universe is turning Polnareff into a baby and acting incredibly fucking upsetting about it, and also Polnareff just gets naked. Sure. Yep, and so we cut back to him washing Polnareff's hair, as one does. And why does he lead with this? Why does he it, lead with this? It's so spooky, and he this could is... just do. He could just kill him with an axe. Well, he goes <laughs> or, to kill him with an axe or a he gun. Feeling, <laughs> he was feeling bold. This or, is what he does. This is what he likes to do: is to beat on children. It's the chase like, that he likes. Grant. The gun never uh, appears again. Because he, he is out of ammo. He unloaded that first time. He has two fanny packs. This <laughs> man the- has two fanny packs. And you're telling me he didn't bring another another couple of bullets? No. <laughs> this man is not that intelligent or prepared. He is actually really stupid. 
<laughs> which I kind of appreciate, honestly. The perfect opponent for Polnareff. <laughs> like, so he he grabs Polnareff and pulls him up and like is choking him, but doesn't think to just use his stand on him again in no. order to turn him into a fetus. He, using using his stand is hard. He literally says he gets off on this. That's a line I, he says. I, kn- I know. Choking I a child it. gets him aroused. You know, how does he sneak up on Polnareff? He has eight bells in his hair. <laughs> this is true. Eight <laughs> bells. I remember thinking this. I remember thinking, how is this man ever stealthy? <laughs> Polnareff is also really dumb. Polnareff is really horny on Maine right now. And yeah. just, like, could not, like possibly have noticed anybody else coming in wait did she not lock her door i don't know <laughs> no it's her place why would she lock her door yeah why would she, lock yeah, she lives alone door? my front door is locked right now <laughs> yeah but you don't lock your bathroom doors when you're home alone that's fair i don't even close the doors when i'm home alone exactly hmm. you're something what mm-hmm. you wait hold on do you close your bathroom door when you're home alone Yes. Absolutely. Whoa, hold on. Oh, I mean, I do if I'm, I do if I'm taking a shower because I don't want the steam to escape into the rest of the house. Wait, wait, wait. Look, I leave I it don't open need... so the steam escapes, so it's not stuck in the bathroom. I don't I have... need my cat like yeah, in have... there trying to mess with me while I'm trying to use do my business. That's... You know, I have two cats. They're both kind of dicks. They'll just stare at me and just like meow, feed me, meow. Yeah, I, I, I've stood at, I, I've attempted to use the restroom. Like with the door open, but sure enough, there came a cat in there, and the cat's just like, "Hey, what you doing?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Please, for the love of God, do not get in front of the stream. I do not want to see a cat covered in piss." I think this has actually happened to, to me before. I think this happened to me once. Anyway, Any- anyway, <laughs> ref is still a bathroom disaster. It's spreading. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, God. unless he goes to drown Polnareff in the tub. Polnareff doesn't have a good track record of bathrooms, does he? First he, he takes out Silver Chariot with the axe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He like chops off its fucking hand and pins him to the wall with the axe. Yeah. It's upsetting. Which you think this is probably it. Polnareff's done. Right? We, we're all praying. Oh, right? and uh, we, we get a nice shot of Polnareff like blood gushing out of his arm and then he's like holding it aside like it's useless and uh like five minutes from now this will be forgotten yeah yeah <laughs> just totally forgotten that's how injuries work in this series <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, we I can't mean, even maintain it for the scene i think he that's the arm he uses to pull the plug later <laughs> he does it's still bleeding then though Look, unless it's been amputated, it's still usable. And even and then. Even then. A little bit of tape. <laughs> Just imagine scotch tape. Like. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. That's how it works in anime. Sometimes you only need the arm and not even the body. That's a yeah. thing that happens later. <laughs> anyway. Uh, like Santana. That happened earlier in the series. <laughs> Polnareff is getting drowned, so he goes. He pulls the plug out, and Alessi moves his head over, so he's still gonna drown because now his hair is blocking the drain. And then Polnareff he, go, he goes for the John Pierre Polnareff secret technique. <laughs> <laughs> Passed down. 
<laughs> through generations. <laughs> you know, he hasn't shown this technique to anyone, not even Jotaro. <laughs> <laughs> Because if he uses it and misses, he's done. (laughs) (laughs) He can only do this once every so often. Why didn't he just use it to defeat that pig in India? (laughs) No, that's what the pig would have wanted. It's too powerful an opponent. (laughs) He shits on a lesson. He shits on a lesson. He lets one out, presumably because he's dying and his body just releases it. And... and then kicks it into Alessi's face. <laughs> genius. Expert move. Alessi ba- a battle freaks genius. out about this. Game <laughs> master. master. It's Alessi disgusting. cannot stand it. He is like, as soon as it comes out, he's like, is that what I think it is? Is that what I fucking think it is? Is it touching me? Oh, God, it's touching me. <laughs> he kicks it into his face, and he loses it. He's like, what is wrong with you? I mean, I murder children, but at least I don't shit on people. He's like, do you have no basic human decency? <laughs> Why can't you just murder children like a normal person? Unless he says, well, rock hard. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I've gone this long without thinking about Alessi's dick. <laughs> do you think his pubes do the same thing as his hair? I think oh, Carver no. has I think he has bells tied into it. <laughs> uh, of course. Oh. I don't oh. want to think about it. Why did I, you do this? This is your fault, Joey. <laughs> you did this. I hope you're proud of it. <laughs> Look, I'm really trying not to think about Polar F. <laughs> Child naked pulling around this fuck, and the next part. No, no, don't post it. No, this it's is the too late. This uh, is what dumps it straight so- into the garbage for me. I cannot stand this. It is so upsetting to me because. Polnareff's yeah, like, it's not great. What happened to the lady? And Alessi's like, ha, she got a full blast of my stand power. Oh, don't move. You might step on her. Because now and she's been turned into a fetus. So and. This it is super sound. problematic. It's it, so like, bad. I, hate I don't it. like anything about this I scene. I hate it. 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 I, like, it, she, she's this way for the rest of the episode, and it's so upsetting every time she's on screen. This bothers me in a way that, like, this is one of the reasons I tip this straight to the bottom of the list for me. I have, can't... I, uh, have I mentioned that Iraqi should be in jail? Because Iraqi should be in fucking jail. <laughs> I, turning somebody it, into a fetus is upsetting. I hate it. Yeah, it's effective horror? Question mark. This could be effective horror, but it also just upsets me on a visceral level. Maybe it's just me. Okay, look, <laughs> there are times. Yeah, I don't like it either. There are times, and there are media where you could do something like this, and it would be, it would just produce this like, oh, just really unsettling visceral reaction. Like if this had, if something like this had actually happened during the course of Stephen King's It, it would really get to you. It would really yes. fucking get to you. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm getting that feeling. I am going from this ep- pulling off shitting on a guy straight to that and like the whiplash and the gut wrenching feeling in my stomach that like for yeah. some reason this takes me out of it and upsets me. And the fact that I'm watching an anime and not like reading a horror novel or watching a horror movie. Yes. An anime could do it if it like pulled it off. If it well, was a but... if it was a straight up horror from the beginning, like a like an Uzumaki or whatever. Like Yes. Or if it were like a battle shonen and then she like went back to her previous form and then won the tournament. 
That was what? a long pull. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a deep Yu Yu Hakusho pull. <laughs> yeah, but like... Whatever. All right. Okay, I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> what, you don't remember the fight where... Um... Yeah, I, I remember it, but it didn't didn't seem relevant to this conversation. It's the only other D8, like, age regression thing I can think of in anime. We're talking about how to make this work. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I really don't. This is strength well, all over well, again. Well, it's just but power through. And so Alessi sends the shadow out again. Set comes rushing at him, and Polnareff does the same thing he did the first time, except this time he he pull, he also picks up the, the bundle of negligee with the Fetus in it. Yeah. Uh, so he jumps into the air and avoids the stand, but it, it grazes him again. Ooh. And he, and he runs out of the room as he age regresses some more, and so, we get really upsetting Alessi narration. The Alessi, like, Alessi says, I hit her with about 10 seconds of this stand. Mm-hmm. This is a really fucking powerful stand. If oh, he had used it any way intelligently, nobody could possibly yeah. beat him. But uh, Alessi is a idiot and also just wants to murder children oh, god man. this okay so polnareff is running away and he runs through the rest of the house as alessi chases him this and... is something i will call out this chase scene is oh very well animated oh my it's god well this animated is... it's it's terrifying like you could feel how scary this is and, and polnareff is so vulnerable being a tiny kid now um like, Mm. They play with the sizes of Alessi in this scene very, very well. He's very it, cartoonish in a good way. Yeah, it, Can, it helps heighten the like how creepy he is. Again, I couldn't look at the screen. <laughs> I, I couldn't observe any of this. I don't know how you guys kept your eyes on the episode, but I couldn't do it. Couldn't look away. It's a train wreck. We had a duty, Victor. Oh, <laughs> so did Polnareff. Is, it's a train where the train is filled with baby dicks. <laughs> God, when Polnareff runs around the corner, there's actually a very good... We're Ale- here, I'm clipping this out. Because is Ales- it where Alessi is like fully sideways? Yes, and he goes, Yahoo! It's it's actually excellent. That's a good shot. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be great about... About remembering <laughs> stuff like this that happens in the episode because I can't remember it very well and uh, I, I refuse to pull it back up. My my favorite bit is when Polnareff runs around a corner and like th- like hides for a second unless he comes around the corner and then his hand grows the size of Polnareff as yeah. he slaps the wall. Yep. <laughs> Just... <sighs> Oh, man. So, Polner finally finds a room that he can lock himself in, and so he, he checks the bars, tries to see if he can get out the window. His head's too big in order to fit through. I, I want to bring so this he, back up, that yeah. this woman has a concrete box of a room in her house with a uh-huh. stuffed animal and a bucket with bars on the wall yeah. and the door This locks. is a really creepily decorated room. She's a she's a kidnapper. She's a child she molester. Like, come on, children. <laughs> she definitely kidnaps children all the time. Yep. I I don't want to see the inside of her oven. Maybe maybe she lives in a bad maybe she lives in a bad part of town. I mean, I could believe that like bars on the windows are like standard in Egypt, except you can see even in just the picture that uh, 
that Joey just posted of Alessi sideways. The rest of her windows don't look like this. She's a single woman. Uh, the rest of her windows don't look like this. They look like normal ass windows. Oh, it's probably because the Rocky wanted him to be stuck in this room. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess. Let's let's not overlook the fact that Iraqi will do anything regardless of continuity or common sense. Context or narrative structure mm-hmm. or you know. What is, it, what is this room for? This is their this is their aquarium room. There are no chairs to go and look into the aquarium that only has goldfish in it. But there is a t- Joey. But this this uh mostly empty room with very oddly specific tat in it. Uh, and you're a three-year-old. How do you hide yourself? Um, do you hide in a clock? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, well, the clock would be that'd be the first place he'd look, right? Do you hide inside of a teddy bear? Ooh, that's pretty good. He'd I mean, he's got he's bear. got silver chariot. He could cut it back open. How yeah. do you hide the fluff that you have to get rid of? I have no idea. I don't Throw know why Alessi thinks that you he, eat it in there. You, you eat, eat it. Eat it. Because, Ooh. like. Unless he chops through this door and goes, where's Johnny? <laughs> he does! We get a good, where's Johnny thing. Yeah. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny! Where's Polareth? Where's <laughs> Baby? Yeah, yeah. he goes, <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> just, <laughs> just cranking <laughs> the, the creep up. <laughs> oh, God, this is way worse than the manga. Tim has posted a manga panel of um, Alessi giving the door cunnilingus and yeah, when you, and drawn like this, when you can't see his hair, he kind of resembles Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I don't get that. At I all. don't get it either. <laughs> no, I don't. How uh. dare you be <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's name <laughs> with Finally. this episode? <laughs> I am not. I am not the one that's going to get kicked out of the podcast. Victory. <laughs> don't you ever utter those words in my breath. <laughs> uh. All right, so Polar fights. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Alessi, so Alessi is like narrating out loud all of the things he's considering. Where could Polnareff be hiding? There's not much in this room. Ooh, maybe he's in the drawer. He could fit in there. He could not fit in there. To be clear, Polnareff <laughs> could not hide in any of the things Alessi suspects. He also Except could not hide in the place he is. I think, yes. <laughs> I think the one thing he could have reasonably hidden was the bucket. I think it's too small. I think it's too small also, but maybe he could have pulled it off. But he definitely couldn't have possibly been where he was, but like... Yeah. Obviously, that there there's a trap door underneath the rug that's in the middle of the room. He So he flipped that up, went down there, covered it back up. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Did it with, did it with Silver Cherry, obviously. Totally. Totally. No, the answer is much stupider. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer is a Rocky. Uh... So, Alessi, in his infinite wisdom, slashes through the clock first. Sure. <laughs> because I'm it's like, hanging really? high on a wall where Polnareff couldn't even reach it, so he must be in there. It's like, really? Th- that's the one you go for, for first? Come on, man. And then he, then he slashes through the teddy bear. Uh-huh. Uh, nope, no dice. Then the bucket. No, no, oh. he goes for the, the drawer n- after that. He's like ripping it out, like he doesn't bother, like trying to slash through the drawer. And if he had done that, he would actually have gotten Polnareff. Because Polnareff uh. has turned invisible inside the aquarium. <laughs> See what Silver Chariot does? Oh, there's what he uses a mirror that wasn't yeah. there before. Hey, that's not how mirrors work. Mirrors don't show you what's behind them. 
Like <laughs> I, I hate to break that to you, Volrev, but mirrors don't, you know, he couldn't allow you to cloak. Well, I guess he learned from the sun, and he's and he's holding it in an angle. Yeah, and um, no, uh, no I, I that's not how they worked in the desert for the sun, and that's not how like. <laughs> I don't think Araki understands how mirrors work. That's because he's a vampire, and he's never... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, oh, yeah, mirrors just show you another world on the other side there. <laughs> Imagine I, trying to... I think that. Imagine someone trying to explain mirrors to you, but you do not have any concept of what a mirror is. Right. Now you yeah, know what it feels you... like to be a Rocky. You know how when you look through a window and you see what's on the outside? A mirror is like a window that shows you what's on the inside. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no. instead of a cloaking mirror, device. No, it's a mirror that looks back on it's a window into the room you're in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a portable hole. Well, no, you can't go through it. And that would be a see door. through it. But you can see through it. But you can see through it. So like all uh genius uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like, uh, stand fight solutions. We're given extensive diagrams of how Polnareff pulled this off. But I, that's how you know Boingo, it's good. Boingo art. Yes, this is drawn by Boingo. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> yes. It... <laughs> oh, it's yeah, out of right. the Fuck. Oingo Boingo Adventures uh, book. It's so weird. I love it. Thoth, Thoth just shows up here. Yeah, so Polnareff hid inside the aquarium with a mirror and then had his head poked through a ball that was hollowed out Yeah. in order to breathe. It it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's dumb. Nope. But yeah. but it gets us closer to defeating Alessi, and I, I'll take it. Okay. I'll so take he, tur- it. he taunts Alessi I, and I, turns I need, around. Guys, I need a break. I, I I need a break, please. Okay, okay, okay. Please. okay. I get you. <laughs> this is it's too much. Why don't we just cut to the end of the episode? Well, <laughs> no. We'll cut to the ending of the episode. That, that's what I said, right? No, whatever. Victor, I think it's time to go on a last train home. We're cutting to the end of the episode. Yes, we did it. We're out. <laughs> we're, we're out. <laughs> Welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre. Oh, God, I'm just so tired all of a sudden. just want to curl up in this seat and take a nap. No, 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 I'm doing a thing here. Uh, welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference. For this week... Uh, yeah, this week it is... Last Train Home. Uh, 
by the Pat Metheny Group. Now, the Pat Metheny Group was founded in 1977 by band leader Pat Metheny. Of, of course, it's Pat Metheny. Who else would it be? And keyboardist Lyle Mays. Now, Metheny had already had a couple of solo albums, and Mays had been a studio musician on the second one. They decided to formally make a band together, and I guess cool band names weren't really important to them. Anyway, Pat Metheny's music has always been kind of described as jazz fusion. I don't really know how to define that. I, I guess it's just really loose, freeform, improv-heavy music that incorporates other genres like soft rock or tribal music. Uh, Metheny's work seems pretty guitar-driven, but uh, very mellow, very smooth. After listening to a bunch of different tracks from the Pat Metheny group, I think the most apt description is background music for an ordinary town in a JRPG. Plenty of melody, but totally ignorable. You could have it on while doing literally anything and it would not distract you. Anyway, as you might have guessed from that description, the Pat Metheny group was not a pop act, uh, not even really a rock act. They just weren't radio-friendly kind of at all, and so none of their songs ever got big as singles, and their albums never sold that well. Uh, nor would anybody have expected them to, honestly. But they were critical darlings, and the group has a perfect 11 for 11 record at the Grammys. Five wins for Best Jazz Fusion Performance, five wins for Best Contemporary Jazz Album, and one win for Best Rock Instrumental Performance. The song Last Train Home appears on the group's fifth studio album, Still Life, parentheses, Talking, and parentheses. This was one of their Grammy winners, and the first of just two albums by the group to go gold in the U.S. The fans loved this one, and apparently the group loves this album because they still perform most of it during their live shows. Apparently there was a marked increase in the amount of care that went into this album because the group switched record labels. Their old label had a mandate that you recorded for two days, you mixed for one day, and then that was it, release the album. Uh, freed from that ridiculous timeline, they took their time with this one and spent about two weeks on it. And uh, before I drift off here, how about some Last Train Home fun facts? Some people may recognize the song from its extensive use in an iconic Christmas ad for the grocery chain Publix from 1987 to 1996. And some of you more observant listeners may know the track from The Weather Channel. I didn't know that they actually licensed music to play in the background during the Local on the 8th segments, but apparently they have a whole playlist and Last Train Home is on it. Maybe that's why it sounded so familiar to me when I first heard it on JoJo. And for something explicitly related to JoJo, the Pat Metheny Group's only greatest hits compilation was a Japanese release called Essential Collection Last Train Home. It featured images from the JoJo end credits on the cover, arranged in such a way to mimic the cover of Still Life, parentheses, talking, end parentheses. And uh, that Greatest Hits compilation was actually released the same week that Setsu Lessi Part 2 aired in Japan, which is a coincidence we absolutely did not plan for. Well, anyway, that's all I have. Just, just wake me up when we reach the station, okay?
Um, last train home to. Th- th- there, there's no pun. We're, we're back. We're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna finish this, okay? You we're so- back to being a still life. Parentheses talking. Yeah, nope. that, that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Polnareff, instead of you know just waiting Alessi out and just letting him leave, decides to stand up out of the fish tank. Explain exactly what happened to Alessi, and then pull out Baby Silver Chariot and give like just stab Alessi through the nose. It's, it's real of, good. It's gruesome. It's great. And it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> Maybe you should have gone for like eyes. Yeah, should have stabbed through the fucking eye. No, there are glasses there. You can't get through them. Yes, you. <laughs> no, he gets rid of the glasses with this cut. <laughs> yeah, he's got to sideswipe the glasses off first. And so now that he's wounded, Alessi is. Done. A hundred percent. Super weenie done. Because Polnareff just scratches up his face with, like, paper cuts. And Alessi runs crying from the room. I mean, to be fair, would you like to get a hundred million paper cuts on your face? I could stand three feet back and then make um, Polnareff into an upsetting fetus. Well, I would rather get a hundred million paper cuts on my face than spend one more minute with Alessi. One more minute. I'm trying to say, darling. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Unless he hates it so much that he just tosses ah. himself out the window. Jumps no out a window. <laughs> Woo! There's no reason. <laughs> Bulldog's not even chasing him. He Ma- just runs Maybe- screaming from the room. Maybe he doesn't, like, know where he's going. He can't see or something. I don't know. It makes no sense that he would jump out this fucking window. He, he hits the ground hard, too. He twitches a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. I was like, it, did he just die on the fall? Like, that God, doesn't I seem wish. very JoJo. Nobody dies in Stardust Crusaders. What are you talking about? And he lands right in front of Jotaro. <laughs> right in front of him. And like, this is the most terrifying this episode has been. Because Jotaro, it just has that look on his face, like his face is obscured by shadow, and Alessi is just freaking the fuck out because he knows he's, like, completely done. If Jotaro so much as, gla- like, glares too hard, he will kill Alessi. <laughs> Alessi I've, is so much of a weenie, and Jotaro <laughs> is so much of a badass that I think Jotaro could kill him by looking at him. I <laughs> do genuinely believe this. I, I mean... I've heard of people giving looks that could, like, peel the paint off a car and things like that. Uh, Jotaro could give a look that just stops Alessi's heart. <laughs> God, he's such a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My boss is going to be so angry at me. I slipped and fell out the window. <laughs> oh, no. I was cleaning, and oh, man, I'm so clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to sell this to Jotaro, and do y'all think for a minute that uh, this has got to be what Jotaro's going through, going through Jotaro's mind? Because I'm gonna, I- I'm on board with your idea from last time, Grant. He's like, all right, has he killed Polnareff yet? 
<laughs> can, I, like, do I need, can I just pretend and let him finish the job, look, or am I, I going to be forced? Do I need to take another lap around this building? I've been waiting for so long. <laughs> and, and on cue, Polnareff yells out the window. I was like, oh, you coward. And like at this moment, I think Jotaro realizes, okay, this is for sure the stand user. Polnareff didn't get killed. This stand user is not going to finish the job. I kind of have to just deal with this now. Now my hands oh. are tied. <laughs> oh, great. Now he's fucking with me. Uh, uh, Alessi <laughs> makes a huge miscalculation here. <laughs> okay. This is maybe one of the best parts of the two episodes and is a very good thing. This is how it's... this comes full circle. It's perfect. He made it. He's like, oh, Lord Dio informed me when he was giving his classes in his pencil skirt. <laughs> <laughs> in his spring semester stand classes. <laughs> that that Jotaro only recently got his stand. <gasps> and which means if I regress him to before he uh he had it as a child, he won't have his stand at all. So, uh, too bad I, 12-year-old Jotaro is still a Joestar, and I've seen how that family is built. <laughs> I wrote down, he calls him a normal kid. Has he met a Joestar? <laughs> no, he hasn't. He also skipped that Dio class. <laughs> could, so, you, could you imagine if he had run into Joseph Joestar instead and tried to age regress him? I oh, know. I why that's one of my favorite things. Now that, that you say so that, good. why didn't we get pulled? Why, why weren't these reversed? I, I know. It would have been, been a lot more fun because we would have gotten young Joseph again. Jotaro would have done some good yare yare daze as Polnareff just like it would have been Polnareff who was magnetized, and it would have oh, actually yeah. been pretty good. And then <laughs> yes. we could. We could have gotten young Avdol running around, and it could have been finished off with young Joseph. Oh, wow. God. It would have been so been great. What could have been? Oh, we could have had young Joseph in the Stardust Crusaders art style. Oh. Hey. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, now I'm. Now I hate this even more. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think we could have hated this even more. But young Joseph, you're like, ha, ah, you don't have your stand, old man. Oh, yeah, as he pulls out the <laughs> clacker of all his bone. <laughs> Your yeah. next line will be uh, <laughs> like he just he pulls some it. rope magic. Oh. oh god, what's and your next line is going to be attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, he could have pulled out a Tommy gun and just mowed him down in the street. <laughs> oh, you got a gun too. <laughs> 32 grenades. <laughs> Yeah, just the possibilities that we have thrown away because Araki is a madman. <laughs> God, even huge that. missed opportunity. Jeez. Uh, and instead of Jotaro being oblivious for no reason, like I believe that Joseph actually would have been oblivious to young Avdol running around. Yeah, yeah. Like that would have oh, been one hundred percent. And instead, oh my God. Of, Instead of Jotaro just walking coolly around waiting for the stand user to show, we get Joseph running around this building shouting, Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> no, I, I totally had that thought, but I thought it was just me being gay for young Joseph. I mean, so I dismissed it. Let's not count that out. It could just be all of us being gay for young Joseph also, but for real. For real. Come on, Iraqi. Mm. So, oh, just punting it away. 
What we get instead, <laughs> this final scene is pretty good because Alessi manages to tag Jotaro with this and pull the rest in the window looking down and it's a tense moment because now we have a tiny baby Jotaro, like a young boy, and Alessi's like, ha ha ha, I win now! And then the Stardust Crusaders theme starts playing. <laughs> like, anytime uh, that theme plays, you're done. You're done. Uh, I want yeah. to point out that... The- also, part of the best thing in this episode is uh, during the Iggy side story we got last episode, we're just getting the, the jaunty version of the Jotaro theme <laughs> the whole time. Uh, but we get it here in full action glory as he just flexes that Joestar blood. Because Alessi <laughs> is no match for a 12-year-old Jotaro, and it's not even close. I mean, it's just like, I assumed we were just going to get him to regress a little bit to middle school delinquent Jotaro that kills people, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what Holly thinks. Instead, it's like elementary school uh, Jotaro, and he still puts a beat down on Alessi. He, 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 he even throws in all the auras. I yeah. cannot believe that Dio picked this fucking idiot who can get beaten. Like, it's a 12-year-old, my dude. Uh. So he picked a guy with a stand that turns people into children to go after Joe Stars when Dio himself was there for 12-year-old Jonathan. He knows what's going to happen. <laughs> You know what? Maybe he was like, "Yeah, go do this, Alessi. Maybe this. Maybe they'll kill him." <laughs> so Dio was just pulling the thing we're accusing Jotaro of doing to Polnareff this whole time. It was a oh. double play. <laughs> That's Look, why it's a win-win is such for an him. Fight. I've, I've got to get rid of him. If he regresses Jonathan's body, his head might grow back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, there was definitely a scene where Alessi tried this on Dio, and it didn't work because he went back a hundred years and it didn't change his body at all. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Must not have worked. Yeah. Dio's too powerful. You know, we... That's the explanation that everybody gives, is that Dio stand is just too powerful. Alessi probably didn't even see Dio stand. He just assumed that it prevented his stand from working. And he was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I like that nobody, none of these stand users make any mention of the fact that Dio is a fucking vampire also. <laughs> I like, oh, his stand know. is so powerful. Yeah, yeah and he's have... a fucking vampire. <laughs> he has all these, like, women that are half undressed, <laughs> and, like, some of them are dead and have bite marks on it. just sucks extra... the life energy out of people. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that ever again. <laughs> we pretty... forgot about that. The stand user culture is very weird and set, and it would be very. It would. Pr- it should make waves that a vampire shows up. <laughs> yeah, I know we all have these weird psychic powers, but this guy has that. And he's a vampire. But but he's a vampire. <laughs> That's weird. Vampires aren't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Vampires don't exist. Not like ghosts that I genies. have. <laughs> <laughs> genies. It's like genies Do you even informs the stand or... users about Hamon? Because <laughs> because uh, the Empress like taunts Joseph about it. Like for real, you're a stand user, but you're in, but also you're like, uh, 
Hormone vampires. That, that checks out. Sure. <laughs> I there's there's nothing you could say that surprises these people. I guess. Yeah, Joey, whatever. Joey, why can't there be genies? <laughs> I, I just don't I, get I it. will maintain this till I die. A Rocky could have just made it a genie, and <laughs> nobody would have added an eye. Yeah, in many like, ways, it would have made more sense. It make it would make more sense. It's consistent. <laughs> Oh, we're even in <laughs> Egypt. I just assume like stand users believe in everything. It's like, yeah, Nessie probably exists. Yeah, yeah Bigfoot exists. Maybe they just believe that Bigfoot and Nessie are people's stands. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why this not? is my stando, Rockness monster. <laughs> all cryptids are actually just stands. Bigfoot. Surindaman. Nujazi Deva. <laughs> Alright, this is feeling a little bit racist. <laughs> this is how that would be pronounced. Just like, okay, it's gonna sound a lot of bit racist later when I make fun of Red Hato Chili Pepper. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> they uh, say it like eight times in that voice, Victor. There is a stand named Red Hot Chili Peppers later. It is the if best. they had said it any fewer, I would have been disappointed. It's true. <sighs> Anyway, Alessi gets uh, just knocked the fuck out, dude. Oh my god, I'm so fucking happy. And it's uh. not over there, because uh, now that Alessi's had the beatdown put on him, uh, Polnareff and Jotaro have uh, like gone back to the normal state, and they oh, put oh. a second beatdown on him oh, we, with we their have stands. To, I have to point out that uh, they really want us to know that Alessi loses consciousness here with Looney Tunes swirls around his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just par for the course, my dude. And also, then, uh, Polnareff regrows his clothes. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. And then they punch him into orbit. <laughs> uh, we get a Team Rocket is blasting off again for his Alessi retired. Oh, he. this actually happens. Like... This is no Looney Tunes. They kill this man. He goes to orbit. I hope, I hope <laughs> they so. launch Alessi to Gopi with cars. <laughs> with cars. <laughs> cars doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say they deserve each other, but nobody deserves Alessi. <laughs> you think Alessi's power would work on him? A cars? Yeah. Yeah, it would just take about three years to have any effect. Yeah. Cars is yeah. eight thousand years old. Yeah. Uh, so then we get an entire section that I just could not. At this, like, no, I don't no, care. No, no, no. It's really? totally I, unearned. It is one hundred percent unearned. In the night. <laughs> oh, I, re- I wrote sure, this man. off as fan service. For Goodbye. Me. Not, we get not this. In my, not in my bizarre adventure. We get this really dramatic shot of when Polnareff jumps out the window of his earring coming off. Okay, this is important because when the woman. Gets back to to full age. She finds this she earring and she says, "Unfeedified." Yeah. She, what is wrong <laughs> with you? And, and she is suddenly horny for this kid. Like, what is wrong with like, you? Where's my little knight? That's not even a word. Picture. He fought against a grown man for that me. That is a nonsense word to try to like ease some of this terror that I feel every time I see that image. <laughs> Uh, I'm having a Sorry. great day. She was hit with the defeatification beam. <laughs> what? Okay, no, I was about to yell at Grant for glossing over the atrocity you just committed, but no, I think that's a correct call. We're moving on. 
so she 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 has vague memories of what happened during the fight, and she's like, "Oh, but I, where's the child I was cleaning? You know, he was so brave. I think I don't remember." Uh, but she goes outside in this Polnareff ass looking Polnareff. It just does not jog her memory enough. Who's wearing the other half of the earring? <laughs> like it's so he's missing an earring. She notices it and oh, like, man. could could it be? And Polnareff is still super horny for it and does not make the logical decision of just settling in for a life with this hot woman. Like, I, I don't know. Because he doesn't have anything else in his life. Grandpa he- Polnareff, how did you meet Grandmama? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> See, there was this stand user. And I, I have a feeling a- that... <laughs> No, look, look, you would talk about Alessi the way that, like, Polnareff would refuse to talk about Alessi the way people refuse to talk about their war experiences. There is a very (laughs) distasteful robbing the cradle joke in here somewhere. You get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You can make it, Joey. Put it right at the end. When we met, I was five. (laughs) Can we vote Joey off the podcast? No! (laughs) Right, he edits the whole thing. God damn it, the, the podcast would just not continue. None of us is doing that. I hate this episode so much. I hate it. This is a defense mechanism, Victor. It's protecting me from what I'm seeing on screen. Okay, anyway, he chooses not to... He chooses to continue on with the Stardust Crusader. I guess his relationship with Abdul is just that deep or something. Uh, because he, it's not like he's doing it for Holly. Uh, <laughs> it's not like anyone else wants him there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he he delivers just these stone cold lines straight out of a western. It's just like, no, you must have me mistaken for somebody else. We're I'm travelers. Tra- just got into town. Already got to be leaving. Oh, and I'm so just like, this looking. is so not what I'm here for right now. You cannot make me believe this. <laughs> they continually give Polnareff like lines that are supposed to be really, really cool and badass. But like, I'm seeing through this bullshit this time through. Like before, I ate it up, but this watch through, I just, I can't take it. I can't take Polnareff. It's like, do you want seriously. me to f- forget? everything I just watched, because I want to forget everything I just watched, believe you me, but I can't do it by just swerving into this unbelievable nonsense. Uh, was y'all's favorite part was that this woman never gets a name? <laughs> She's gonna be looking for that child for, like, she thinks this child is dead. <laughs> like, I mean, wasn't that her intention? No, it probably <laughs> Actually, <laughs> hold on, this kid has seen my 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 prison room i can't i can't have him out there where he can start he was so brave he might actually do something about it oh so anyway moving on they meet up with the other two chuckle fucks and what i think is my actually my favorite part of the episode i laughed out loud they meet up they're like hey it's iggy and iggy just walks by in the foreground turns to the camera and just and then it like that's yeah, the end of the scene. Yeah. I, I lost it he just goes burf burf it's so good surprisingly in the manga <laughs> what yeah that's great okay so anyway okay. They, they finally decide to get breakfast 
Well, well oh first, my God. first they meet up with Joseph and Avdol, and they have the fucking nerve. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where the nerve you been? <laughs> we went looking for you after you were gone for 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> you shouldn't have gone wandering around. <laughs> we went to check the hotel room for you first. <laughs> you were gone. A plus gone. I <laughs> And they don't bother explaining that they were in a stand fight. <laughs> You're the one with the power that literally lets you draw maps to other people. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so they, they, they talk about how their breakfast became lunch. Joseph gets really cranky when he's not at this after's. Uh, I don't know. He's old. It's probably dinner time for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to bed. Hey, really <laughs> so Joseph karate chops another camera. And <laughs> I swear to God, the same waiter from the coffee and wine place 31 episodes ago comes over. He's like, oh, are you? O-? It's the same line. He's like, oh, you just crushed a camera. Are you okay, sir? And they're like, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, yeah. Abdul's like, no, we're good. Now leave. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. the same scene. The, it, it just love the pan shot of all the other patrons. Like, what the fuck? But also he... <laughs> He goes, all right, it's time to really locate Dio. We're close enough that this should be really accurate. And I'm like, you were taking actual pictures of Dio before. <laughs> what? <laughs> how much more accurate do you need it to get? You would uh, think he'd be to the point where he would stop sandbagging so hard about this specific <laughs> aspect of his power. But Abdul just, on cue, pulls the Polaroid out of his rose. And I'm like, Abdul, you don't need to be complicit in this bullshit. <laughs> But and I'm like, also, you don't need to do this. You don't need. You have proven to them that you don't need to break this camera. <laughs> there are so many better ways you could do this. And Even he just goes so ahead and does cool. it. Even if we accept the powers as shown, you could just find a TV. Come on. Yeah, that's not that hard. And thank God the episode's over. And you know what? I'm just going to skip the part where I ask you about this episode, Victor, because fuck that. Instead, <laughs> let's talk about what you feel about the next episode preview, because oh, the next I one? cannot wait for the next episode. Look, you had me at, I'll wager my soul. It's good. <laughs> Jojo Gamble, Gamble anime. Mm. Gamble. Oh, man. Gamble. That's, that, <laughs> that's a... Uh... That's what I was looking for. I'm going through the next on. I'm like, okay, random lines, as they usually do. I'll wager my soul. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm sold. The podcast continues. (laughs) Jojo has been saved. Back in. Let's go do some real shit and ignore this for the rest of my life. You know, Rocky does good work when he's not drawing naked children. How about that? (laughs) Unfortunately, that happens too often. It's there is so a lot. It's much. One is too much. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the episode with Lisa Lisa's ass, except every shot it's cutting to the front of Polnareff. Every shot. We get a lot of full frontal Polnareff <laughs> within the full like full frontal Ooh. pose too, like like spread eagle standing up for no reason. <sighs> anyway, okay, you know what? I'm done. I never. We will never yeah. speak of this again. <laughs> We're good. We've made it, guys. Aren't you aren't you proud of yourselves? Th- thank you for anyone who uh trucked through this with us because Oh Man, boy. Oh boy. I I, we... I hope that our listeners got to this and they're like, "Oh, 
oh, Alessi's up next, I'm just going to listen to the podcast and not bother refreshing myself on the episode. <laughs> In fact, I wouldn't even blame you if you skipped the podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we highly recommend not listening to this episode. <laughs> but considering I put that at the end of the episode... We got it's like eating our cake and eating it too, Tim. <laughs> please right. don't, please don't rate us poor. It's like it's like arresting somebody, and then after you've beaten the shit out of them and interrogated them, you inform that they had a right to an attorney the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> where where can we find everyone? You can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalonis. That's Los underscore Grantalonis. You can find me Tim at Big Blue Zam, where I will be posting none of it. <laughs> you can find me victor at tf Waffleman on twitter uh tweet at the podcast at joestar all stars i'll remind you again follow the podcast on twitter it's great every time the episode goes up grant you know pulls a bunch of screenshots puts some more jokes out there they're always really good mm-hmm. uh and then of Thank course you. follow the actual podcast episodes on itunes spotify apple podcast joestar all stars fireside.fm and if you want to contact us, you can contact us at joestarallstars at gmail.com. Maybe don't rate based on these episodes. Please forgive us. Please forgive Iraqi. God, <laughs> it's over. We made it. We can all just forget this ever happened. It, the, the scars are there, man. Later in life, I'm going to have severe memory, like dementia because of this. And I'm not going to know why, because I'll cut it out. But my brain will be deteriorating at such a rapid pace. All, all you could think is, pull your ass. Dick. <laughs> Why? Why would that be the only thing I could think? You'll be on your I mean, deathbed. Your last words are... Victor, it's already all you can Baby think. Baby dick. No. No. I thought we were off this. Get away from it. Leave it behind forever. Why were Grandpa's first last words baby dick? <laughs> well, you see, it's like the beginning there of the sand game. user. <laughs> A <laughs> full circle, baby. Everything. I'm putting it into this. I'm putting it into this. Thank you for watching, all of you nose-piercing nerds out there. Say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. Right in the hell, Alessi. Anyway, uh, um, um, yeah, you're right, 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 you're right,